Love Talk Radio. Hello, you're listening to Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Helen Gibson, Community Relations Coordinator at Denver Community Credit Union. Today we're playing a pre-recorded show with one of our certified credit union financial counselors, Amy Fidelish. We offer uh, credit union financial counseling to anyone. It's free for the first session and always free to our members. So if you'd like to learn more about that, give us a call at 303-573-1170. At this time, I'm going to play the pre-recorded version of our show, Gems Online Radio Show. I'm your host, Helen Gibson, Community Relations Coordinator at Denver Community Credit Union. Denver Community is a not-for-profit financial cooperative serving the people of the city and county of Denver. Today we're interviewing Amy, one of our certified credit union financial counselors here at the credit union, about where to save your money. Uh, the credit union offers financial counseling to its members for free, and if you're a non-member, we'll do the first meeting for free. Uh, otherwise, there's a small cost, but it's always free for our members. If you're interested in this, please email us now. You can email us at education at denvercommunity.coop. That's denvercommunity.coop. So, Amy, hello. Hello, how are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Doing all right, thanks. Uh, we're pre-recording this, and uh, it's almost Christmas, so I'm looking forward to some time off. <laughs> yes, yes. A break is good. Oh, breaks Helps are great. Refresh. You're not going anywhere, right? Oh, no, no. <laughs> She's going to Brazil. Anyway, Amy, um, tell us, what does financial counseling do for the people we meet with? You know, it gives them a chance to really sit down and figure out how they're going to make their money work for them. So they, you know, we've all got dreams, we've all got goals, and it's a a chance to take the time to really pursue those and work them out with someone there to guide you in the process. Okay, and so how does that relate to our topic today, which is uh, pretty much where to stash your cash? Well, if you have a goal in mind financially, odds are um, it costs something and you're going to need to come up with that money, which generally means saving it or it could mean investing it. But um, you want to look at what you want to do with your money and then where to put it. So if I have a need for um, those funds in six months, then I probably want to put it in a savings account where I can get at it at any time and I can continue to make deposits. If I get a lump sum from my grandma, maybe I want to stash that in a certificate of deposit or a share certificate uh, so that it can earn a higher interest rate. Okay, so um, you're thinking about your goals. You're thinking about where you're going. I actually posed this question out on Twitter and in Facebook, and I got a couple responses, so I wanted to talk to you about those. One was kind of more of a ha-ha funny response. Uh, one of our local uh, business businesses, I think it's Food Utopia, uh, they said where to save money or maybe time, sanity. Uh, I guess that's the whole point, right, of the financial coaching and these shows and everything is trying to save people more than money, right? Exactly. When you have money saved up, you can give yourself more time. You can feel uh, better and, and more sane because you you don't have that constant worry of living paycheck to paycheck or how am I going to pay for new tires when the tires on my car go bald, things like that. that it's, it's a really insightful joke, actually, because it, it gets at the relationship of money to all the rest of our lives, right? So knowing simple things like about different types of savings accounts can actually save you time and sanity. 
Yeah, and I think you found this in in your counseling practice too that it's not often a problem of motivation on the part of the client, it's a system that's not working. Mm-hmm. So looking at, well, maybe that's just not the right account or, you know, if you had automatic deposits, you're going to learn to live without them, you know, and mm-hmm. it will build up without your interference. So there are things you can do that just make life easier. Okay. So, again, that comment was from Food Utopia. And I had another comment from uh, a member of the credit union, and they asked, have you seen something that works? Like, are there any tips or tricks for saving for families or any creative ways that you've seen for that specific issue? You know, that's a, a very good question, and I, I have a question in response, which is what do you mean by saving? Do you mean okay. accumulating money or do you mean not spending or spending differently? Anytime you say uh, money and family, uh, automatically I think communication, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are some practical things you can do to spend differently, like using coupons or using layaway or only picking one present to give per um, family grouping. But in general, I would ask, well, what does the family want to do with their money? And then we would look at how to help them accumulate money. Okay, so what if the thing they want to do is look at uh, – a new car two years down the road, what type of savings account are they looking at or what kind of habits do they need to get there? Well, it'll depend on the price of the car, right? So you need to do some kind of work to figure out what kind of vehicle you're going to drive and what does that cost and what are the associated costs with the vehicle like insurance and gas and all those Mm -hmm. things and the distance and and that you're going to drive. But once you've figured all that out, because you know you need it in two years and I'm assuming you need to save regularly for it, then you'd want to set up automatic deposits into a savings account. And I would say savings account because it's liquid, which means you can get at it at any time. And I don't think you're trying to really earn a ton off of your balance. So, you know, we're not going to put this in the stock market and then lose it all the next day. You want the money to be available to you in two years. So a savings account is a good option. And you can – I would even name the savings account, you know, Brand new car or you Future know, ride. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> in my case, new w- WRX, whatever <laughs> the case may be. But. Okay, so what? So you said you would pick a savings account. In financial institutions, we generally have two or two other options beyond that savings account: uh, money market and a share certificate or bank's column certificate of deposits. So why not those? Well, a certificate of deposit or share certificate at a credit union, you generally have to have a lump sum up front. So you need to have some kind of money already available to you. You cannot always add to those. Um, At Denver Community, you can, but that's a pretty rare feature. So -hmm. you can't make regular deposits. However, you would get a higher interest rate, but you're also locking it into whatever term you're agreeing to. So if you open up a one-year share certificate, that means you can't access those funds for a full 12 months without some kind of penalty, usually loss of interest or something like that. A money market, you know, it's not a bad idea. You can um, get a higher rate on it, but you usually have to have a higher balance. Mm -hmm. So that's a bunch of money not accessible to you if you're going to actually earn interest on it. And you can do transactions from the money market in the form of checks or, you know, electronic withdrawals, but that's dangerous if you're actually trying to save, right? You don't want to be taking the money out. Okay, and if people need more information on any of our accounts, they can go to our website, right? Yeah, you can go to denvercommunity.coop and you can look for the rate and fee schedule. You can look at savings rates, but this 
show isn't meant to be about our products necessarily, so that's why we're not quoting specific rates. That's one of the reasons. Um, any financial institution you're a part of, you want to go to their website or to the branch and ask, you know, mm -hmm. what are your fees on this account? What's mm -hmm. the minimum balance? What's the opening balance? What are the rates I'm going to be, get paid? Those are some common questions to ask. Those are some great questions. What is that minimum opening balance, I think, is one that people ask. But then I think another question, I don't know if you've run into this, is what is the minimum balance I need to avoid a monthly fee? Which can be a very different thing than a minimum monthly balance, right? Right, yeah. Unfortunately, with the amount of fees out there, you really do have to learn how to ask, you know, what are the most common fees I could incur mm -hmm. and how do I avoid those? And I, I mean, I'm going to, you know, tout the credit union difference a second. And one thing that's different about us is because we're not for profit and we're cooperatives, we're there to serve our members. We, strate or not strategically, well, maybe strategically, but statistically have less of that stuff. And I think one of the reasons we do these shows is to try to be transparent about who we are. And it's not an advertisement. It's just saying, hey, wherever you go, this is a great question to ask. Um, and now I'm gone on a stump speech. No, but that's, a, that's a, yeah, it's fantastic. Keep going. Um, no, it's a fair point to raise because I, I think at the core of the issue, it does get at the heart of saving, right? Why am I saving money? Because I am going to spend it in the future. That's usually what you're doing, right? So mm -hmm. why not have more of that money available to my future self? Mm -hmm. And one of the ways I do that is put it in an institution that doesn't have to charge me more than is necessary because all the profits are returned to me as a member anyway. And that's the way we see profits as members is mm -hmm. lower fees, better rates, and a higher um, consumer satisfaction. Credit unions consistently rank higher in that. We just got top industry. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I was like, exciting. wow. I mean, the ASCI, the American Customer Satisfaction Index just rated us, I think, at 87%. Not us personally, but credit unions in general. And it was the number one scoring industry, I think. Yeah, and I think one of the highest scores they've ever had on the index. So mm -hmm. generally speaking, pretty exciting for credit unions as a movement. Definitely. So we're talking about savings accounts, and we've gone through, like, well, basic savings, you know, you can get to wherever you want, but you don't get a lot of interest or dividends in credit union land. Um, and then you have your money market, which we have to have that higher minimum balance, but there's a lot of liquidity when you do have that. And there's that lock it down share certificate or in bank certificate of deposit um, where you agree to not take it out and then uh, you get a little bit better rate, right? Those are the three we covered. Yep, those are the basic three I think that you'll find at a deposit institution. So if you're looking at, I think all those probably work for saving. Do you think there's a difference between saving and investing? And what do you think that difference is? I do. I think when I'm talking about saving, I'm uh, kind of just squirreling money away for future use. And as long as I have my original balance, that's really all I care about. Do I want it to grow? Sure. Is compound interest the greatest thing ever? Yes. But in general, I'm not expecting a massive return on my investment. So for me, investing is putting money in something that I expect will grow that money at mm -hmm. a higher rate than savings. The downside is also usually at a higher risk. A higher risk because everything at a credit union or a bank that is federally insured um, is insured up to a certain point, right? Exactly, up to $250,000 per account ownership type. But if I were to instead invest in the stock market or buy bonds or mutual funds, things of that nature, there isn't that insurance, so there isn't that um, 
confidence that my balance will be there at the end of my term when I need the money. Okay. And uh, I've heard there's – well, that gets into – stuff that we are experts in stocks and bonds my next question so i'm going to scratch that scratch 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 uh before you go what should i know when i walk into a financial institution and i'm trying to open a savings account is there anything like you if you were telling a teenager for the first time they're going to do this what should they have what should they know what should they be prepared for well they need you know two forms of of ID, usually one government issued with a photograph. Most financial institutions require that. Um, mm-hmm. They probably need to know their social security number so they can provide identifying information like that. Um, but the general questions are, is there a minimum opening balance? Is there any fee associated with opening the account? How much do I have to maintain in the account? Mm-hmm. And how soon can I get at my deposits or how often can I make withdrawals? Do you use, ever use savings accounts as kind of a budgeting tool? All the time, all the time, because what I'm doing with savings accounts is setting them up for future spending. So instead of thinking about it as being deprived, you're splitting up your paycheck or your earnings or whatever into different categories, and the best way to create those categories is with separate savings accounts. So you could have one labeled insurance and one labeled you know, oil changes, whatever the spending habit is, if you have a savings account where you can park that money, mm-hmm. you don't then accidentally go spend it at Seven Eleven. Or I guess my experience is like if you don't plan for those expenses, like let's say car insurance, and you want to pay it every six months because it's cheaper that way, then you get your paycheck and half of it's on car insurance and you have no money for fun. Yeah, and that doesn't last, right? I mean, we need fun money. We need to be able to have some money because if it's all about deprivation, it's not going to last. It's not going to be successful. Yeah, it's all got to be – it's got to work like circling back to that financial coaching, counseling ideas. What are your goals? How do you want to live your life? And how do we make your money match that rather than making your life have to match your money because you're out of control? Exactly, and different savings accounts – money market, uh, deposit accounts, checking accounts, um, share certificates. These are all useful tools. Investing is not a bad thing. We're just not the advisors to talk about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's definitely something to use. There's usually a higher risk but also a higher reward. You just have to know your Mm -hmm. time frame and your risk tolerance. But, yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's all about um, making your money do what you want it to do instead of the other way around. So if someone wants help with that, they can call us, right? They can, Helen. They can call <laughs> us at 303-573-1170. They could also email education at denvercommunity.coop. And I'm on Facebook, and this we're on Twitter. This is also true. Your Twitter handle is Amy Fidelish, mm-hmm. and mine's Helen M. Gibson. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks. It was great talking to you. Enjoy Brazil. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.